Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Okay, how about we start with a little quiz? I want you guys and gals to take a guess. How many words do you have right now in your mental dictionary? Even the dirty ones, they count too. Well, research has found that the average 20-year-old American knows 42,000 words. This is kind of a shocker to me because 40 years after that, you're at 60 years old, is 48,000 words. So you only gain like 6,000 words in 40 years. Uh, Some people, they say, actually have bigger vocabularies. I'd have to guess that I do after all. Uh, They say your brain's ability to retrieve all those words happens in an instant. One study had participants look at an image and they had selected the word for it within 200 milliseconds. Wow, that's really fascinating. Oh, it reminds me, here's one for the kiddos in your family. What do you call a dinosaur with a great vocabulary? What do you call a dinosaur with a great vocabulary? A thesaurus. Oh, 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 yeah, that's a great one. After all, I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess here with you. You just tapped into the biggest show, its most trusted show about all things digital. You're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. For those of you tuning in for the first time, a warm welcome. And to our regulars, it's great to have you back. You can find my show all across the United States on over 420 top stations. And if you want to listen on your own time, not a problem. Just head over to commando.com. That's where you can get the podcast, the webcast. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts as well. Inside the Commando community, you get it 100% commercial free. You get a 30-day free trial too, by the way. Just head over to the website and hit Commando Community. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard and Space Force, in 175 different countries. Isn't that amazing? And our T-Mobile Unloaded listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. I need two things from each and every one of you. Number one, the best and the easiest way and the fastest way for me to grow the show and podcast is for every single one of you to tell just one person to sample it, to try it out. And number two, I want to hear from you. If there's something that you want to know more of, if you have a particular topic, maybe there's somebody you'd like me to interview, head over to commando.com and hit the link that says email Kim. All righty, then every single day I go to at least 35 to 40 different websites and here are the top five things that are happening in tech right now you need to know about. We're going to start with a company you probably never even heard of. It's called Cochava. Cochava. Uh, it's one of the biggest data brokers in the entire world and just lost a huge legal battle with the FTC. They were caught, caught sorting hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. by their race, gender, age, politics, sexual health, marital status, mental health, special needs, conditions, and more. So, like, for example, I looked at the report, and I could have gotten a report about uh, pregnant women between the ages of 31 and 33 who were Muslim, who voted a certain way, just really, really crazy stuff. The FTC says Cochaba was collecting consumers' precise locations on their phones. They then used that identifier to follow movements over a day, a week, a month, maybe even a year. 
personal sensitive locations, religious worship locations, shelters for the homeless, domestic violence survivors. Wow. The location data that Cochaba collected was so accurate, so accurate, right down to the room where the person was standing. Wow. Just makes you wonder how many other companies are out there that the FTC is is not going after. Uh, let's move on to number two. ChatGPT came into our lives about a year ago. And this past week, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, they said, okay, we're going to have this big developer conference, the first one. And he started out by saying that ChatGPT has about 100 million weekly users. Huge, huge, huge. And also rolled out some new features for ChatGPT, which is now ChatGPT4 Turbo. Uh, now knows everything that happened in the world up until April 2023. It can also analyze the content of up 300 pages at a time. Wow, isn't that something? Uh, you can make custom chat GPTs, tell it which kind of person that you'd like chat GPT to be, what kind of angles that it should be, whether it's a professor or a marketing person, communications, whatever it may be. Uh, it can now understand voice and visual inputs, which is really something. Um, I happen to use ChatGPT when I'm when I'm doing the newsletters and I want to put an emoji in. So I, I was writing about fitness gear this past week in one of our newsletters, and I went into ChatGPT and I said, I need a fitness emoji. And then about 60 seconds later, I had a fitness emoji that was actually AI generated. I'm like, no, I didn't need that. I just needed the emoji that was on my phone. Crazy stuff. And by the way, the emoji had seven fingers. Uh, let's see. Number three, let's save some money. The Honey Browser extension really is wonderful stuff. I use it all the time. You get coupon codes and then also you get cash back. But Google is now going after Honey. It's rolling out a new feature on search and Chrome will automatically look for discounts and lower prices on the stuff that you want. On Google search site, just type in shop deals to try it out. Then click the bell icon next to a product name to turn on price drop alerts. Now, while using the Chrome browser, it's going to show you the stuff you recently looked at on the shopping sites in the resume browsing button in a new window or tab. And if the price of that thing went down, it's going to let you know. It can also track the price of a product over the last 90 days to tell you if you just snagged a deal or if you just paid too much. Again, if you want to try it out, just type in shop deals. Moving on to number four, Waze will now warn you about crash dangers. Uh, there's a lot of traffic in Phoenix, and there's a, a particular roundabout that's near my house that I swear there's an accident on there. It seems like every other day. Well, on my drive home, it was confirmed. Waze said, hey, this is a hot spot for accidents. It's a feature that the company just launched. It's called Crash History Alerts. Using historical data plus road and traffic data, it's going to warn you if you're about ready to go into an unsafe spot. So that's something to look forward to the next time you fire up Waze. And finally, this coming in number five, it's chat GPT, but spicy. That's right. Elon Musk has rolled out his new AI chatbot called Grok, and it's going to be available to X Premium Plus subscribers. And Musk says that Grok was trained on data from X and will answer spicy questions that other chatbots won't. Okay, so someone asked it, how do you make cocaine step by step? It said back, uh, number one, obtain a chemistry degree and a DEA license. Uh, set up a clandestine lab in a remote location. Acquire large quantities of coca leaves and various chemicals. Start cooking and hope you don't blow yourself up or get arrested. Okay. Uh... You know, I don't know where it is. I don't know why we need to have this 
Um, but Grok says it's going to answer whatever you put it out there. Mm-hmm. The other chatbots won't. All right, Patty in Charlotte, North Carolina. The reason that I'm calling is basically our identity is being stolen and no one will seem to help us. Um, just briefly, we owned a company, the IT contractor that we trusted um, ended up being not a very reputable person. Um, when we closed our business, we found out he made himself admin on a lot of our important business accounts Intuit, Microsoft 360, and, you know, on and on. Um, and then from there, um, my husband and I moved, and he hacked our home router in our new home. And what is happening after he hacked our router, it became a snowball effect where, I mean, everything's just started going wrong. And I, I kept on finding different things, you know. Um, I found out that I was being redirected with the URLs, that he was changing passcodes. Um, he hacked into our um, internet provider account and changed the password and changed the username. I, I mean, I could just go on and on. Yeah, yeah, and on I mean, and this on is this is crazy stuff. So, any idea why this person would do this? I think it is truly strictly for our identity. And the, the reason I say that is because when I would look at one of our cellular bills. There would be hundreds of incoming and outgoing texts that were not related to um, my husband or myself. Then we had a lot of different domain names attached to our domain name. And I found out that he went and purchased it. But the weird thing is he kept it in our name. So it's some part of our identity. I think there's illegal activity going through our name. Um, went to the authorities? they say anything? Oh, multiple of times. We, we had the hacker on our phone. I, I don't know. I must have changed a setting. Well, it reversed it where I was watching him. Oh. So I took a video of it, took it to the police department. They took a video of it. You could hear the hacker in the background. You could hear a couple of kids, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, they didn't want to help. There's nothing there. They said, right? Uh, no, no. They 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 have all of it. I've given them stacks and stacks and stacks of paperwork. Wow. How long has this been going on? Over two years now. You need a forensics person. Uh, you need somebody who can get copies of all this. Somebody who's smarter than this IT contractor that you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who has has done this sort of thing before in order to get to the bottom uh, of a situation. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a, a caller that I had uh, probably over about maybe two years ago now, Patty, uh, maybe approaching two years ago, that her daughter went on Tinder and met somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, after about two months, she broke up with the guy, and mm-hmm. never never saw him in person. By the way, just kind of was flirting online, doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, daughter is a, was a freshman in college, mm-hmm. uh, and suddenly the daughter was getting at her dorm like pizzas delivered, 
uh, text saying, gosh, you know, you look really pretty in that purple shirt. Uh, weird, weird letters, things like that. And then the mom called me because uh, in this about January, February of that year is that she was, her picture was posted on a porn site. The mom's picture was. Wow. With the mother's home address and the mother's cell phone number. And to say, for a good time, call. Well, you can imagine all the weirdos that came out of the woodwork for that, right? Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, the daughter is despondent. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And mom's like, I don't know what to do. So the mom called me and I was like, you know what? And they went to the police. They went so many times. And we were like, okay, you know, we don't know. We don't know how, how we're going to help you. Basically is what the police said. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I have a friend of mine. His name is Rico. Uh, so I called Rico up. I said, Rico, this is like, this is a bad situation. And Rico is former military, so with that he goes up eight marks in my book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was part of the crew that was uh, back in the Iraqi War, was getting the phone numbers of the Taliban. Okay. And he's, uh, I think he speaks four different languages, and he negotiates ransomware contracts and uh, Bitcoin payments and thing, people that have gotten hacked. And mm-hmm. he's very adept at this. Uh, okay. And so what I'd like to do is for, I'm going to hook you up with Rico. Okay. And where you can talk to Rico and you guys can figure out what he needs, uh, you know, like with this, in order to find out who this person was with this gal, which he found, he found the person, by the way. He did. Yes. Is, wow. Is that he had to clone the girl's phone and he cloned the mother's phone and he, it probably took him about three months in order to figure out who this person was. And here's the clincher to all of this. The girl knew who the person was. The person wow. was pretending to be somebody else on Tinder. That, that, that's just morbid sick. It is, wow. 100%. And what's happening to you wow. is also sick. Okay? There's, a, there's a mental illness here, but we don't need their mental illness to create angst in your mental life. Right. That's exact. I mean, I've had to go get medicine. I have to go see a counselor and I've been a strong person my whole life. This has brought it, it's brought me down to a level that you don't trust you. It's it's scary. It's very scary. And, and because of the control. Right. It, very much so. He he knows everything about me. And he's heard this I call. Mean, I, I, and we got rid of Internet because he hacked our router. And now our dish network, I think it shows its bridge. It's like I don't I'm not IT, so I don't get 100 percent of that. But why am I bridging? Well, I only have two cell phones. Let's do this. I'm going to put you on hold. OK. okay. And uh, and Amber, I believe, is screening calls today. Lovely Amber. And. We're going to give you Patty Rico Danielson. That's his name, in case anybody else wants to Google him. Rico Danielson. Uh, we're going to give you some contact information for him. And uh, and then and we'll keep in touch with you, Patty, through Rico. And we'll get to the bottom of this case. I guarantee you will. Rico's a very, very smart man. You know, every time I get a phone call like this, it just bothers me because I wish that I could magically just go through the phone line and help. But there's just so many other details.
founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, let's see. Ken in San Bernardino, California. Glad to have you with us. I have a question. Uh, there's a lot of press going around about Apple's Vision Pro and other AR, VR solutions. And I'm just wondering, from your perspective, uh, is that really going to go anywhere? Are we going to really be wearing goggles instead of looking at computer screens? Yeah, it's a big question. What do you think? Well, I can see some limited applications for things like games and e-learning, maybe surgery or, you know, uh, architects presenting renderings in 3D of their, um, mm-hmm. you know, ideas. But, you know, we, we've never had 3D replace 2D movies. <clears throat> we've never had uh, binaural audio replace stereo. So I just don't see people wearing goggles all day long. I, I, you know, I don't either. I really don't. Um, I think the screens are the screens coming are more interactive screens, almost like the Minority Report mm-hmm. type of screens. It, mm-hmm. it, it is my hope that as a society that we don't strap on goggles to live in a virtual world because I don't think. Yeah, I, I I can't see five guys coming over to watch the game on Saturday all wearing goggles and eating pizza. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. What'd you think of that play? I don't know. I can replay it on my screen. How about you? You know. <laughs> Mm. Look here. Where where are you looking? You know. Yes, but you know you're absolutely right. Like architecture, healthcare, engineering, visualization, design, training, uh, education. Right. Uh, I think we we've all learned since that day in March of 2020 when we were all like sent home to sit on our couch, and we all went through that phase of hey, this is pretty good. I don't need to go to work. Then we went to like, okay, we can have Zoom calls all day. And then we went like, whew, this is not really what being a human being is about, is it? You know, sitting here. um, I'm just wondering, too, if we get into using them on a regular basis, if we don't discover a whole bunch of unintended consequences like eye problems. I'm sure. Let me tell you, I am a firm believer I'm a firm believer. I don't know if you know this about me, Ken, but I had a cornea transplant in May. Okay. Oh. Okay. I had one as a child. I was one of, you know, it was like, you know, your mom and dad say, like, don't play with that stick because you're going to poke your eye out. Okay. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I was playing with a stick with a kid. I was like 13 or something like that. And I got poked in the eye with the stick and I needed oh. a transplant. And so it lasted very well all these years. And then, uh, then it just... You know, and then I started looking around and saying, like, you know, what can I do to make my eyesight better? Because it was twenty four hundred. Because uh, over time, the 
the cells in the cornea, the transplant had, you know, they died. And so uh, I got a transplant in May and now it's like probably like 2100. I still have 16 stitches in my eyes and in my one eye rather, and I'm going to get them taken out hopefully in a couple of weeks. Just they take out like a couple of stitches at a time. But the reason why I bring all this up is that over the last, say, 18 months is that I have had so many tests on my eyes. Not just the just not not just the eye with the transplant, the other eye too. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory about my eyes. And uh, my doctor at UCLA, he kind of looks at me like going, oh, gosh, Kim, really? No, we haven't read anything about this. And I'm like, no, no, no. You have to stay with me on this. Because they are concerned that I have huge optic nerves. Okay? And they mm-hmm. said, we don't know if you've been, you were born like that or if they've changed over time. But you have no signs of glaucoma, but you just have really big optic nerves. And I'm like, I mean, it sounds like a pickup line. Like, hey, honey, you got a big optic nerve, right? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, my theory, and as I've told people at uh, Barcom Palmer in Miami, which is a big place, and UCLA, obviously another big place, uh, that I really believe that because I truly have been on a screen for uh, I, oh, for about almost fifty years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was probably three or four the first time I looked at a screen. Okay. So I really believe that that my eyes that they probably don't have many people because my mom worked at Bell Labs. You know, I don't know how many how many people how many women took their kids to Bell Labs, right? So it's like you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I really think that that has been a per, almost like an adaptive thing for me and my eyes and screens because I can, unlike most people uh, over a certain age, is that I don't need to wear readers, okay? Oh. Which is also, they, they were like, why don't you need readers? I'm like, I don't know. I can see fine up close. I, I can see, you know? So I think That's that, great. So I think that there's a, I think that there's an adaptive thing that's going on also we have more people than ever that are going to be farsighted they've already said that that's happening right now uh simply because mm-hmm. of screens and it's happening younger normally when you hit 40 that's when you're like oh i need to find some readers okay uh but now it's happening to people in their like mid 30s so so i think it will have an effect on our eyes now, long story short is i firmly believe that that it's that you know, our eyes were not made for to have this thing look at a hundred and ninety inch screen in front of our face. But all these companies are popping on the AR, the VR bandwagon. Okay, uh, just like everybody's popping on the AI bandwagon, you know, and saying, you know, if you want money and VC money, oh, we do, we have AI. Oh, okay, here you are, you know, type of thing. Yeah. But you mentioned a really think, good point. Do you think Apple thinks that? Do you think Apple thinks the Vision Pro will replace the iPhone? I don't think it's going to replace it. I think it'll augment it. I also don't think that the iPhone is going to be a screen in front of your face. I think the iPhone is going to be something tucked behind your ear. Oh, and so it might- well, I know my I know my Apple Watch basically is my phone. I I don't carry the phone around all day, but the watch is always with me, and I use it as phone. Sure, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. You know, I don't know. I I don't really know where this is going because I was not a firm believer. You mentioned three D movies. Yeah, I really didn't see the allure of that. Okay, yeah, I can go to an IMAX. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I think the sphere in Las Vegas is amazing. But as far as as a society, I hope not that we're gonna we're not gonna be walking around and sitting there with these big old goggles on our faces instead of interacting with each other as people. 
especially with all the AI stuff that's coming down. There's the, I don't think we're just, I don't think we're made for that as a society. I just don't think so. Hey, Ken, thanks for your call today. All right. Tech is expensive, right? The iPhone 15 Pro Max with a ton of storage, $1,600. The Razer Blade 18 gaming laptop starts at $2,900. Uh, Bang & Olufsen's uh, over-the-ear headphones, the H95s, $999. But what if I told you you get some free stuff? Yes, that's what we love. Okay. Uh, let's say you need some photos for your blog, your website, your social media, whatever it may be, and you don't want to have to pay. Head over to a site called Unsplash. Unsplash. And I will tell you that they're going to try to sell you photos along the way, but just stick to the free ones, and then you can get landscapes, portraits, whatever it may be. Uh, number two on our list, just tell everybody that you went to Harvard. Yes, 1,700 online classes from Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Ivy Leagues. It's over on Coursera. You can also check your credit for free. You can get free ebooks without even going to the library by using the Libby app. You can visit the world's best museums by taking virtual tours. Um, you could also get free streaming sites. And what I don't want you to do is Google free TV because you're just going to end up at some junky malware site. Uh, Canopy, Popcorn, Flicks, Voodoo, Hoopla, and Zoom are they're all 100% safe. You can also get a second phone number for free from Google. Uh, you can also use Google Forms to survey all your customers or use SurveyMonkey. You can also get a free logo. That's right, a custom logo over at Logobee. You can also get the free perfect passport photo. So I know you're sitting there going like, Wow, these are all great, Kim. How can I tap into it? Easy, breezy. Just head over to the website. That's commando.com. And when you're there, there's a link that says show pics. Just tap there. And that's where you have a list of these 10 tech freebies. I'll tell you, this is a fabulous list. You're going to love it. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview? Or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday? There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Katie in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Glad to have you with us. So I, um, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I was listening and Believe it or not, it comes on our local radio station in Harrisonburg, Virginia, WSBA, and you have your little tidbits that come on. Love those. And we are interested, I love them, but we were interested in purchasing an Apple Watch for our daughter. She's 22. She has a Series 3 right now. She wants one with data. So I was trying to research it on my own, but I also remembered hearing a tidbit about something happening in 60 days with the Apple Watches. And that could impact the price of those watches. Something with a trademark yes. that mm-hmm. detects the oxygen level or something. I'm sorry, you are much better at explaining this than I am. So I started researching. I was like, okay, what would be a great series? I need to do this because Kim said, we need, if we're going to purchase it, don't wait till Christmas. And I was like, well, I'll just hop on your website and write an email. And then it has been this wonderful progression of being able to speak with you. Oh, that's awesome, Katie. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, but you retained a lot in that 60-second bit that I was talking about with the Apple Watch. Uh, yeah, there is a trademark violation uh, between the company who has, quote-unquote, invented the way that the blood oxygen sensor works by using a red light 
and Apple saying like, no, we didn't take that from you. And now it's going through this whole court system. And if depending upon what happens in the courts is that they may have to stop selling the watch for a while until they figure it all out. And so that's really what I was talking about. Uh, but the difference between going from a Series 3 to a Series 9, uh, she's going to love it. She really will. Um, because, you know, there's just so many more features to it. I mean, you get uh, emergency SOS, which, you know, I think as a parent of a 22-year-old, that's fabulous, right? Uh, that yeah. if something happens, whether it's a crash or, or she's hiking or someplace where there's no cell connection, is that they'll be able to actually get a text message out, uh, fall detection, uh, then always on altimeter, the accelerometer, the gyroscope. And so the whole idea is that if you want to buy an Apple Watch, I probably wouldn't wait, uh, say, another month or so because this is working its way through the court system. And it's a big company that's going against Apple. It was just like a little guy who's like, I did this, I invented this in 1952. You know, be like, all right, well, maybe it's not going to amount to anything. But uh, but having a watch, you know, being able to give it to her and have that big jump from a Series 3 to a 9, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you recommend the 9 over the 8? The 9 is the latest and greatest, right? And so, okay. and, and it's obvious that your daughter keeps things for a long time. And so... Uh, I, you know, and I know you can get the eight a little bit cheaper. The the nine starts at three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Uh, but I'm always for if you're going to buy somebody who's into the whole Apple ecosystem. She has an iPhone, I bet, right? Yes. And then so she's all into MacBooks and everything's all interconnected. No, unfortunately, not a MacBook. She's she's. A- she is not, but that's okay. She still works in the Mac world with the phone and the watch. <laughs> Someday we'll get a MacBook. <laughs> Someday when that, right. when that price comes down, so it's a little bit more reasonable instead of $2,000 or $1,000 out the door, depending upon which model. But I would definitely take a look at the Series 9 uh, versus the Series 8. You do have some other features that you don't get in 8, like the double tap. And the screen is a little bit more clearer, has a better display. Uh, I would definitely just go with the 9 instead of the 8 at this point because, you know, the 8 is old tech, the 9 is the latest and greatest, and, hey, she's going to keep it a while. So she's going to get full use out of it. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for your call today. Oh, by the way, the new iPhone comes out in two additional colors. So you get Midnight, Starlight, and Silver, but on the 9, the watch band comes in pink or red. So maybe she wants the pink one. All right, so if there was an all-out disaster a power outage, cyber attack, or worse, do you have enough cash on hand to get the basics like water, shelter, and food? Now, in the wake of a disaster, digital payment systems like Venmo, Zelle, PayPal, point-of-sale systems, even Apple Pay and Google Pay, they might be down, maybe for a day. So having cash could be your golden ticket to grab much-needed supplies. So experts told the Wall Street Journal that you should have enough cash on hand to cover all your expenses for two weeks. Now, this got my attention because I don't carry any cash. I use credit cards stored in my Apple wallet for everything. So I went out and I got two weeks worth of cash. But where do you keep it, right? Uh, you want to keep it in a physical wallet, in a, in a desk, a fire-resistant safe. And don't keep it all in one place. Use decoys like a fake book or a dummy wallet to keep that stash safe. Now, if you learned just one thing, if you laughed at a corny joke or you're like, wow, that was a great aha moment, be sure to tell at least one person about the Kim Commando show and the Kim Commando podcast and also our newsletters over at getkim.com. Because after all, as I like to say, knowledge is power. 
This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.